Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. This is uh, Virginia Wine Month, and we're going to talk about uh, Potomac Point Winery and uh, Stafford this morning. Skip Causey is here, the owner of Potomac Point. Skip, it is great to meet you and have you here this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ted. It is a, we we got a lot to talk about, and uh, it, it is it is great to to have you here. You now are the only winery in in Stafford County. Is that correct? Yes, we are. With uh, Hartwood not being there anymore, we're the only one looking for others to open up. You have been in uh, Potomac Point has been around since what was the was it the late what two thousand seven two thousand two thousand seven? How'd that happen? How 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 did you get into all of this? Was this something you'd always dreamed of? My wife and I, actually my daughter dubbed it Dream Talk. My wife and I would be talking all the time, especially when driving down to the beach or things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my daughter would say, hey, do some more Dream Talk because we would be talking about what we want to do, what we want to do. We always went back to the wine and the winery. So we just wanted to get involved in that. And we found property near our home that was kind of uh, the mini rolling hills, kind of reminded us of a little small Tuscany. Uh, so when we you know, took the dive in 2005 and bought the property and took us two years to get opened up. What kind of things do you have to do to be able to, to open up? Because just looking at the, the pictures that I see now, it does look perfect with the, with the rolling hills. But I'm thinking that you've got to have the right kind of soil and in, in, in all kinds of things to be able to, gr- to grow the grapes. We did have to get the soil tested. Um, they thought we were testing for drain fields for housing development, but no, we were testing for to dig down deep and see what the soil was like to, to plant grapes and to support a building. It had to be strong enough to support the size of the building that we put in there, uh, all made in concrete and brick, and it passed. And so we're excited. So our, our the gentleman who sold us the property actually lives next to us and, and built a, a wonderful house. And he's built half of the pavilions and uh, arbors and things that we have on there on our property. Uh, to, 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 to do that, to, to, to actually find the property and then how, how long does it take to, to, to grow the grapes and be able to, I mean, you said it was, it was a couple of years to till you, till you open. So there's a, it's, it just seems like there's a lot of work involved. There, there is, and usually it's like three to four years before you plant from planting to mm-hmm. getting grapes. We were able to start ahead of time and uh, actually rented space in another winery uh, to make wine. Our first wine vintage was 2005, and then 2005 and 2006 was made at a fellow winery uh, up in Fauquier County. And then when we opened up in 2007, uh, we still had our vineyard was not producing yet. But we were able to get grapes from other areas around Virginia uh, and pull them in and make wine. And then our production on site, uh, the five acres we have, still only gives me about 10% of our total production. We pull in about 100 tons of fruit every year, making 7,000 cases. Uh, we have two vineyards, one in Loudoun, one in Nelson County. Okay. They give us 80% of the, uh, almost 80 tons of grapes every year. Wow, I did not realize that. I thought it was it, it, it was all there, but um, and but but when we when we're talking about this, I guess it does take a lot of it takes a lot of grapes to do what you're what you're doing. Well, we have twenty three acres on site right now, five under vine. Mm-hmm. The one 
vineyard, Calero Vineyards up in Loudoun County is 14 acres, and we have 100% of all that. Uh, the uh, larger vineyard, uh, Silver Creek, down in Nelson County is about 110 acres of vineyards, but we're one of five or six vineyards that they sell to, or wineries that they sell to. In, in Virginia, based on, on where you're at, does it, are, are there... Do do grapes grow in different areas differently? You know, it would, would would Loudon be different than Nelson County? Very much. Well, sometimes we actually pull the same grape varietal from both vineyards, mm-hmm. just because of that that terroir difference that will give the grape. the The mountain region down in Nelson County yeah. has just a unique aspect. It really makes the Petite Mansang in particular come in much more uh, ripe and under control. Uh, the but. Loudoun County, we love the the little bit lower um, elevation, and just the the perfect rolling hills, the right soil. Uh, it gives the power. We love the power that we can get from the the Loudoun County vineyard that we work with. Interesting. But to, to pick those vineyards, I guess you tried the grapes and did did all whatever you you, you do to 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 know what kind of what kind of flavor you're going to get trying the grapes seeing how they go in production in the fermentation process and of course trying the wine that it produces and you develop this over time with relationships you you start small Uh, we start we were one of five vineyards up in the Loudoun County Calero and we now took it over the whole thing just because we just saw the potential in that that vineyard what a what a great story you guys have uh, as, as far as th- th- this being your dream and and, and, and what and as we talk just about uh, what we're going to talk this morning about, about awards and and programs you have I think as you just at times you must just sit back and look at this and just and and, and just say this this really has it really has kind of played out as a dream we we actually had the dream of of looking at the food and wine together because they when we found the trips yeah. in Italy. That's what wine is all about in Italy. The food is so dynamic. And the wine by the region goes with the food that was produced in that region. So that's why we wanted to open up our bistro alongside of the winery so that we can play around and have that, the food pairing, which meal goes with which wine, uh, doing wine dinners to be able to have the Hmm. multiple pairings, multiple courses. Much more to talk about. Uh, Skip Causey is here this morning uh, with the Potomac Point Winery. We will uh, continue on this morning. Good stuff already. I've got all kinds of questions. Town Talk powered by Stafford Tourism. For information on events and activities, visit TourStaffordVA.com. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Skip Causey in this morning from Potomac Point Winery. It's uh, Wine Month in uh, in Virginia. We're talking about Potomac Point, potomacpointwinery.com, the website with all kinds of information. And I mean all kinds of information. Also, there's a great Facebook page too, but potomacpointwinery.com if you want to find out more about all the, uh, the the happenings at, at, at Potomac Point. You have, with, with, with this being Wine Month, Skip, you've got a bunch of things going on and a bunch of offers and, uh, and, and, and things happening. Yes, we actually went, looked at what we had, and uniquely to this year, we were able to have multiple varietals of several vintages. So we thought we would do a... Uh, vertical flight to be able to show you what two years of Petit Men sang, two, importantly, two years of Petit Verdot, and just see what the younger, more power versus the a little bit older with some softness is developed in there. Rosé of different styles from two different years, yeah. and Viognier, which is, you know, a 
a white grape adopted by Virginia as you know one of the whites that Virginia is known for. Um, to also put a, together a package, Viognier is the white that we're known for, Cabernet Franc, most widely planted grape in all of Virginia. And so it's another one that we're known to the special spicy nuances that we'll get in that wine. Uh, so we have a special offering of our Viognier, our Cabernet Franc, and of course, America, our Virginia's Norton wine. So we have the three of those as a three-pack special uh, that we're offering for Virginia Wine Month. I also see that you have, uh, for, for Halloween, you have you have a couple of offerings. The Fright Flights are probably one of the most popular. Uh, I talked about earlier about pairing the food to the wine. Yeah. Pairing uh, Halloween candy to wine is always a unique thing because every one of the pairings we do mm-hmm. with my team will we'll actually pull it up and see what goes best. And, uh, you know, talking about what wine goes with Skittles and which one goes with Snickers, it's a fun, fun pairing for my team to put it together, but also the, the guests love it. It, it. It's a sellout every month. Really every interesting. That would be kind of fun, though. It's something you don't think of. And we actually have flights uh, that you can do a table side tasting, and that's what that's done on. Is we give you a flight of six wines, and we have six different candies, and then we get let you you know see how that changes the wine and or the flavor. You know which one goes super well with the candy. You don't always think about drinking wine with candy, but right. Hey, we'll do it anywhere. Yeah, no, all kinds of things, and like you say, I'm I'm sure that that you all and your your staff as you as you put these things together, it would be a lot of fun, and you'd get a whole lot of different 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 ideas and, and, and comments from people we do and my staff in particular loves when we come out with our weekly special the chef special because every friday it comes out for the weekend and the staff will get together and we take marketing pictures to show it on mm-hmm. facebook but then we pair it then we have to try sometimes you nail it on the first one other times it takes you three or four wines to find that perfect pairing uh, so they love trying the food and of course the pairing of the wine the, you, you mentioned in, in the last segment about the uh, offering the bistro. Not everybody does that, and that, that really is, is something. And I mean, you really pride yourself on the, uh, on, the, on the food end of what you have. We're very lucky and to be able to have the, the bistro restaurant on site uh, versus having to bring in a food truck or outside catering and things like that. So our bistro, Le Grand Cru Bistro, will actually do all the bistro throughout the whole year. Uh, we actually do feed the wine tents during the winter, as well as all the catering for the weddings. Well, and to have it there—that does—that's that, that's a whole on-site, whole whole different thing. And I guess having the—I'm the, sure a lot of people come in and, and don't know what to pair with with wine, and, that, and, and and that's where your your staff can come in and, and make recommendations or say what what, what they feel. Training for the service folks in the tasting bars, you know, you're trained how to talk to folks and what the wine's about, but also we take them downstairs during fermentation, show them what's going on, uh, do tastings out of the barrel, Hmm. uh, try wine tastings with them throughout the year so that they are up on our wines, our history, and what we're all about. Way to do that makes you more skipped and more, it's more than just here's what I want or, or, or what do you think? you actually have some knowledge of, of how the how, how the whole process is. Several of them will come out on, you mentioned us picking the grapes. Uh, several of them will come out on Harvest Day and help. It's kind of like a work, work for wine type volunteering. <laughs> uh, so they'll come out and pick the grapes. So some of them will come out on bottling day and help us bottle the wine. So the, our employees get involved in the, the whole process and that helps with them showing our customers what our pro, what our winery and our wines are all about 
will work for wine. You That's can, right. You can you, you you can see that. So the, the the harvesting. Did you actually do you actually go and you you pick the grapes? We we test the grapes throughout the season once we get beyond verasion, which is the turning of the grapes from that green to the red or the dark color, and gets the sugars in there. We'll test them on a regular basis. When we decide it's time to pick, we'll get a whole team, mostly my staff that it runs the vineyard, mm-hmm. but we'll pull other volunteers, sometimes club members, sometimes my uh, employees. And yes, we'll go out, have 10, 12 people there, and pick by hand. All of our... Um, uh, 100 tons that we bring in every year is picked by hand. I can't imagine picking how, how much how much space does 100 tons take? How many grapes are there? That's a lot of grapes. That's that makes about 7,000 cases of wine. Okay. It's over 20,000 gallons. So it I have uh, 20 tanks and over 210 uh, full-size wine barrels uh, holding, uh, aging, fermenting uh, and getting the wine ready for sale. Once you have the, once the grapes are picked, does something have to be done with them in a, in a, in, in short order to be, to make sure that they don't, they, they don't age or, or something happens? We, we have to go immediately into the fermentation process. We do have a cool room that I can cool down up to 10, 12 tons of fruit at one time. If it's picked on a real hot day, Yeah, we'll cool it down overnight and bring it in the next uh, day to start processing, running it through the distemmer running it in the press for the whites, running it right into the tanks for the reds to start the fermentation. You were telling me during during the break, you don't have one, but there, there, are, there are machines that, that are able to do this, but you've got to have it on more on, the, the grapes need to be on more on, on, on flat land. Flatter land, ours are quite hilly if you've yeah. ever been out there, uh, so it would not work. Plus, you, it's a very, very expensive machine, so you would need a very large vineyard to make it worth your while. And only about five or six that I know of out of the 300 or 400 vineyards in Virginia. It has been dry. What, what, has that, what has that meant to your grapes? It's been a very dry year. There's been three times that our grass on site has browned out, but then get just enough rain to bring it back. Yeah. That is exactly what the vineyard loves. This is probably one of the most dynamic vintages that we've had since we've started making wine over 18 years ago very intense, very aromatic whites, very powerful reds, which is going to make for one very fun vintage. Wow. This is, this is, I, I, I wondered because it, I, I knew it was either one way or the other. And so, so you, so, so dry weather for, for the grapes and for what you're, what you're using them for, this is perfect for you. Throughout the state, uh, for everybody to know that in Virginia wines, 2023 will be a phenomenal vintage. That's good to know. You know, when, when you're when you're looking at that looking at that year to know to know that 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 is what it is. And, and I guess the other thing that besides just we, we we think about what it's been like in the in in the spring and summer, it was a dry winter. We did, we got little to no snow. So I guess that adds to it. It does. I know one of the things we got little to no snow, but we also didn't have a long period with cold weather, which uh, it's funny to for someone who grew up in Missouri I'm definitely involved in the farming of the aspect that here um, it didn't get a whole hard freeze so the Japanese beetles hit us with a vengeance if you don't freeze hmm. the ground the larvae will come back uh, and it they hit us like a, a, a huge horde and so they decimated some new plants we put in yeah uh, so we have a whole nother year we have to get that going uh, but other than that, the weather was very good and very unique for the vintage. Well, I guess you do keep a close eye. The, the, the weather is, is important, and especially even if there's, you know, like late, uh, 
or you know early spring freezes and things like that can be can be a huge problem we, we think we think about orchards and things like that i hadn't even thought about what you do sometimes in virginia we'll get that february days that are up in the mm-hmm. 70s 80s that starts the plants waking up and then if you get that late freeze or snow in uh, march or sometimes even april yes that could be decimating if your vines have opened wo- woken up and then you hit that hard freeze you could lose some of the vines or you could lose some of the fruit from happening that year so are you always uh, looking and you know either either adding or replacing vines and, and, and looking at looking at where you're at yes we actually about three or four years ago we had a one of that exact uh, cases where we had a, a warming up in February and then a hard freeze down in the teens in late March and my I lost probably about a hundred viognier um, whole grapevines the trunk just split wide open mm. because it had already started flowing the sap and it couldn't take the freeze so yes we replace we about every third or fourth year we'll go in and replace what we mark and see that needs to be taken out the, the wine industry in virginia i know the the, the last time it's, it's been a few years since we we've, we've done a a, a a wine show but uh this is it's 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 a huge industry now in in virginia there aren't many states that that are, are right up there with us we are currently the fifth largest um, state in the country for wine production and the number of wineries uh, we're a 2.5 billion dollar industry in the state of virginia and so it, it is up and growing we have over 330 wineries currently in virginia so it, it's definitely we're taking we're getting noticed on the national stage as well as the international stage wow i I didn't realize 330 i mean but now you think about it and you think about going around virginia you're always running into it 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 used to be that you you saw a lot over in the charlottesville area but but like you say that you anywhere you go now you seem to see signs back in the 80s and 90s charlottesville was the center the mecca of the wine industry for virginia right now northern virginia has taken over uh, they have more wineries and almost as much uh, acreage of vineyards planted right now um, that happened all in the, the after the late 90s early 2000s i guess i guess that says something about the soil here and the and the weather to be able to the do this soil weather it, it's a lot of the areas following that mountain range going up towards yeah. the um, uh, the blue ridge going up in towards the winchester area it's some great growing area and had large farms that got transformed into vineyards over time and we should mention that you are president of the uh, of the uh, Vineyard Association. Yes, I've been president there for going on four years now. What's that like? What do, that, that's that, that puts you, I guess. I mean, you 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 know the issues and and, and the and everything going on with the industry. The Virginia Vineyard Association works very closely with the Virginia Winery Association. You know, so we work in tandem. The Virginia Vineyard Association mostly gets the word out, education. We work very closely with Virginia Tech. We put on educational seminars of, of what what's going on in the state, what's yeah. happening, what's being invaded. Right now we have a spotter and lanternfly, which is an Asian insect that's coming in that unknown to us decimates vineyards. It hmm. wiped out several vineyards in Pennsylvania where it started. And now it's being found and seen in Virginia. So we're getting the word out on that, what to do, how, what it can do to a vineyard, how to control the population, uh, things like that. And also what's, what's happening, what's growing well in Virginia and what's not growing well in Virginia, uh, what to invest in. So we're looking to what's going on currently, but also with a, an eye on the future on how we can make the, 
the wine industry much, much uh, better quality, yeah. but also profitable for the vineyard owners and the winery owners. No, you mentioned that. You mentioned the Japanese beetles. I mean, it, it's it's one thing to say I you know I want to you know I want to I want to have a vineyard. I mean, there's there's a lot of science. There's a, there, there, there's a lot there's a lot of science involved in what you do. We love to say in the wine and, and vineyard industry, it's a lot of science and a lot of art. Uh, what you do, when you pick, yeah. when you ferment, how you, uh, everything that you do with there, it's we're measuring constantly what's going on with the grape and with the wine, but we're also predicting what's going to happen with the weather. It's farming. There are years yeah. like we I mentioned our phenomenal vintage this year. It was a little dry, so our harvest tonnage was down a little bit, uh, but we got great quality. There could be years like 2018 that was it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, rather than build an ark, we were trying to grow grapes. So yeah. it it was not the best vintage. It's not my most proud year of that I'm showing on our wines. Well, you you look at that you look at that kind of thing when you have years like that. Of I'm I'm sure you sweat it out. Or are we going to have Are we going to have enough product coming in here to make? Or we're out, you know Are we going to have to get grapes from elsewhere and uh, that, that 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 would you you are a farmer you you are a farmer and i've read the farmer's almanac every year since we started this process uh not from cover to cover but to keep an eye on what we think is going to happen that season uh, the lucky about the next vintage 2019 after the 2018 was probably our most lucrative year uh, all the harvest were up the tonnage was up the quality was fantastic so 19 was another one of those fantastic years so you have the the not so good and the just dynamic years yeah wine tents we'll talk about that when we come back town talk powered this morning by stafford tourism for information on events and activities visit tourstaffordva.com potomac point winery in stafford our focus skip causey is here potomac point winery.com for more information more on news talk 12 30 wfva it is coming up on 8 31 from the Fredericksburg Doc Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Skip Cosy in this morning from Potomac Point Winery, potomacpointwinery.com, the website to get all kinds of information. Also good stuff with uh, on Facebook that will keep you up to date on, on things. Wine tents. I have seen pictures, Skip. These look fabulous, just fabulous. They're, they are definitely super fun. Uh, think about the bubbles that you see in all these different places, the, the what we call the fish bowls mm-hmm. where they had picnic tables. We wanted to take that up a notch. It all started in COVID, Ted. We literally in 2020, people wanted to be outside for several months, but uh-huh. you had to be outside. You couldn't be bring, bring people inside. So when we went into the winter, we're, what are we going to do? So we ended up, rather than the bubbles, we hooked up with a company called Wild Tribe uh, Tent Company. And we brought in these uh, four or five 16 foot round, think of a yurt. Uh, and oh, it's yeah. just a wonderful time. We put lounge furniture inside, have a gas heater, uh, had them up on the hill with lights all around. We serve food. We have a server that will come and bring your food and wine, of course, right up to the tent. So you're in there for about two and a half hours. Uh, you get to rent it out for your time. We have three turns on Fridays, Fridays and Saturdays. So you can be there, you know, midday, 
going in the afternoon or the best is the evening when the lights go down we have the vineyard just below it all lit up and in the sunset you you look out the front of the tents and you can see the sunset over the viognier vines i would think skip at certain times of the year this is just like the best place to be and uh and to have that and i mean but all times of year it it would be an adventure but boy sometimes a year when 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 it's when just with the temperature and all this would be just this would be just heaven everybody thinks about the spring and the fall going to the the wineries which is one of the best times yeah. to go if you look at the uh, vineyards and wineries around find the ones that have the fireplaces inside which we have 3 and then you have the unique experiences where you know yes in from early november we open up on november 9th we're going to have all the way through mid april the wine tents will be available so whether it's just a chilly evening or downright, we've had people in there when it was snowing. I can uh, see you, that, yeah. You zip up, you have that furn- the heater going inside there. You get our grog, which we have a spiced mold wine, which is we're going to bring back right when we open the tent. So November 9th, the grog will be back. So you get your nice warm mold wine up there with the hot bistro food and just cuddled up there with nine. We're actually bringing a larger one in this year. We've always been able to fit up to nine people. The larger one, which uh, is about 22 feet around versus the 16, yeah. will fit up to 12 people. So the bigger groups are looking to do different things uh, throughout the winter. What a great opportunity. I mean, I could just see where you you could spend a couple of hours just, you know, just just sitting around, enjoying things, talking, and, and, and these wine tents. What, what a great atmosphere. People come to celebrate birthdays. They come yeah. to celebrate anniversaries. A lot of it is just getting together with friends, in particular the ladies, the girl groups. They'll come in. They'll catch up. They get their wine. They're by themselves, mm-hmm. and they spend, you know, two and a half hours just getting reconnected yeah and that that is probably one of the the top things that happened so this is this is something that came out of COVID. it started to try to figure out what are we going to do yeah people weren't wanting to go inside so uh chelsea our sales and marketing director connected with the folks in wild tribe and we said let's give it a shot and it was it worked very well our guests loved it it's been so well received that we've kept it on even though we're, you know, obviously well outside of the COVID restrictions. Oh, yeah, I just, I, I think the, 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 the pictures sell it alone just because of the tent, because we've all seen the, the, the bubble kinds of things that you, you see those around. This is just much more, this this fits in, I think, with, with Potomac Point. More luxurious, yeah. upscale, give you that, you know, wonderful, cozy experience. So it's so interesting that I mean everybody had to make changes and in, in, in pivot with with COVID and you certainly did and this is this is an example of of having a tough situation and in uh, being able to you know come out on, at the other end with a with, with, with a great marketing idea. COVID made us rethink the business and the industry. Hmm. So we after a couple months of being shut down, when we opened up and people wanted to get out and go outside obviously they were looking to the farms and we were very very close being only you know 30 minutes from the beltway people were coming out of northern virginia and dc down into north stafford where we are and a 23 acre farm was a fun place to go especially when they serve yeah. food and a yes wine uh, wine sales did actually go up during covid uh, everybody needed their you know spirits to get right. through the process but we actually hit, we got so overwhelmed, we opened a reservation system. 
to handle the seating, to be able to make sure that people were, you know, safe and we were able to clean everything in between. So we had set up this reservation system just to get through. We kept it on because our club members love to be able to call ahead and get a table, uh, to go in and know that you can get a, a room at the tasting bar when you come in mm-hmm. or do our flights table side. So you can do a table side tasting now. So we've kept that process. We kept the wine tents. We, we've changed our business to the better uh, and trying to get back to some normalcy, but keeping some of the very efficient things that we learned. Club members, what what, what what's a person have to do to become a club member? Literally just sign up, give me your you know, name and address and email and then you sign up and then you're part of the club. On site, so what you're doing, do you, you're, you're doing private events and weddings and people that just coming off the street that want to want to look around and, and try we, out. We love what people call walk-ins, They're just like it used to be, just a little bit ad hoc. Hey, yeah. let's go to the winery. We love that aspect. Come on in, do a wine tasting. If we have open tables, uh, the, the largest thing to watch out for in most wineries is if they have an event that day, your seating may be limited. So it's always best to call in for a reservation mm-hmm. and just to see what's going on. But yeah, walk in, come in, any of the wineries around, just go in and visit, especially in the winter. We have all these things to make things very cozy and just inviting. I saw, that was it Northern Virginia Magazine named you the best special event venue, which, is, which says something. We, when we were designing the facility, uh, my wife and I spent a lot of time looking at the public side for the tastings, the bistro, but we have a 3,600 square foot ballroom on one wing with its own private patio Mm. that is just for private events. Yes, mostly weddings, uh, that we can house a 200 person wedding going on while we still have 150 people over on the bistro at the same time. But you can really do some, do some things if if, if you're some kind, if if you're a business organization or just even, uh, just as if, if, uh, you're, you're having an event yourself, Potomac point is someplace to, to look at. You can, you offer a whole lot of things. We actually have a new section in 2019. We bought 10 acres behind us, and we added what we call Merlot Meadow. And, yes, we did plant Merlot vines back there. And But we have a big lounge tent. We have a food and uh, beverage tent. And we have a competition bocce court. And we actually have, on November 11th, we have a large corporation coming in for a corporate event of their employees. Have 100 people, and they're going to have all their own events, but we'll be serving wine yeah. uh, and food and things like that. So we have all these different aspects of the, what the different corporations are coming in. And of course, holiday parties. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that that's, and if, if you're interested in something like that, I would think you would want to, you, you probably need to get your name on a, on a date and in a, in a line pretty quick. Booking out fast right now. So yeah, if anybody's looking at it, you know, the large hall that can hold that many people, there's not that many places in Stafford County that can do that. Yeah, no, for, but, but for the people who talk about this, you know, there, you, if, if you think about, you know, where can we have this event or that event, Potomac Point's a place to look at. We think so. The, uh, the other thing is, as we talk about, if, if you're having a holiday party of, of making reservations, if you're thinking about buying wine as a, as a holiday gift, is this a good time to, to decide to get that? Because it would seem like you're, you're, you only have so much and uh, you could run, there's, there's a possibility of you not being able to get what you want if you wait. That's actually what we're finding out with our Albarino. We actually had a, our 2022 Albarino won a double gold medal in the East Meets West International Wine Competition. 
and we were starting to, it was selling so well that we were running out. We have several other competitions this winter we need to enter it in because it is wonderful. And we took it off the shelves so that we can have enough cases to be able to enter the next competition. So take a look, keep an eye on what mm -hmm. your vintages are that you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, right now we have October with the you know Virginia Wine Month. We have the three Virginia wines that are knowing with a special pack for 20% off. Uh, so different aspects will be available each month. But every year that you run out of one, it, you know, our Aberino will be coming back for the 2023. It'll be released probably next spring. Okay. Okay. Skip Causey here for the P Potomac Point Winery in, uh, in, in Stafford County. PotomacPointWinery.com is, uh, is, is the website. You have one and you, you can't. It's pretty impressive to go to your website, Skip. You, you, Potomac Point has won some significant awards. Congratulations, by the way. And I mean, the, the awards keep coming. And even even recently, you've, you have you have won some things. We've had uh, some uh, good luck or good good wonderful wines here recently, and and won some uh, wonderful awards this last year. You know, the most recent was the as I mentioned, the East and East West, where our Albarino won a double gold, our Heritage, our top flagship wine which is the best of the best. I take the best grapes, the best barrels, the best blending. And we every year that we have a heritage, when we can do that reserve vintage, we'll make one. Our 2019 was wonderful. And so it, for it to hit double gold and best in class in that international wine competition is on the Bordeaux blends is, we're very, very proud of that. Yes, well, you should be. That, this is, you know, little old Stafford and uh, Potomac Point Winery is, is, is a big player in the, with, with, with what you're doing. For the 18 years that we've been making wine, uh, we've definitely learned a lot, and I think our quality has gotten much, much better. Uh, I think the whole industry, the quality across the state of Virginia has gotten much, much better. Hmm. We're now in, went from recent grape shortage which a lot of people were just finding whatever grapes they could and making wine. Yeah. We're now hitting what's called equilibrium. So there's enough grapes to make the wine that people can be very discerning on what grapes you get. And there's some wonderful wine coming out of Virginia now. So if you haven't been to any of the Virginia wineries, go out now, see what's changed, see what the new vintages are like. Well, and for, and for people who think, well, you're, you're only, you've, you know, California's the, that, that's what you, what you want to do. You don't have to, like you said, you don't have to go far. There, there, there's some great vintages right here in Virginia. And yes, there is. And Virginia also has very much of the wine experience. It's, it's hmm. more of that, think of the wine tourism. You can go visit the winery and then just enjoy the day, sit back, relax. Just don't go in and try the wine. Yeah, yes, that is what we're there for. But most of us have created a, a setting, uh, an experience. You know, do you want to be inside near the fireplace? Do you want to be outside with the sun? Do you want to be near a fire pit table? Uh, do you want to be back in Merlot Meadow to have more a picnic atmosphere? Or do you want to have the private events and parties? So that, I think there's something you know, of the 300 plus wineries, there's always something to do and always one around the corner. Is, is that some that, that is you, you think about just the the industry itself is, is, is that been a change over the years or to, talk about just just the industry because really you, you can't like you say the the experience you can come to any of these places and you might not even be a wine drinker and have and have a great day especially at Potomac Point where you've got the, the bistro right there and all the things you've discussed you've uh, talked about it's it's how you said that, Ted, is very true. I've had several people come in and say, I'm not really a wine drinker. With the 14 different wines that we have, 
we we will have a wine for you. I have several people walk out buying bottles of wine that didn't think they were a wine drinker. Interesting. Because they think of rosés as being sweet. We're a Provence-style rosé that's near dry. Uh, then you have the white... We're near Washington, D.C., so our customers up in Northern Virginia and Washington do, do love their drier wines. So we're definitely focused more on that palate, and so you're not going to have a lot of the heavy sweet, but we do have dessert wines too. So you will find a wine that's your style to your liking. Um, and again, yes, that experience to go out and just enjoy the whole ambiance of what the wine can bring in. Well, and especially you, you take a look at what you have, Skip, at, at Potomac Point, and for the person who's the commuter or the person who lives up in Northern Virginia where you've got people all around you and on, on, on top of you, this is a nice getaway on a, on, on a Saturday afternoon or on a Sunday. If you want to get out of the city, you want to get out of the, the congestion, uh, come down to get to the Virginia wineries. You know, Potomac Point, yes. We've had people traveling from New York to Florida hmm. and see our signs on 95 and pull in. We're in that midway area. And they've heard about Virginia wines being something unique. And so that, that is definitely a, a, a swing in. See the signs. You know, come on in. The state has done a great job, it seems like, at least from my perspective, of, of seeing things about promoting Virginia wines and, and like you say, you know, all, all the different wineries around because you do see signs everywhere. Back in 1985, Virginia passed the Virginia Farm Winery Act. That put a certain amount of the money that was collected on the alcohol sales back into the promotion and education and improvement of Virginia wine. Working closely with Virginia Tech, we've developed, I think, one of the things is finding the grapes that grow well, and more importantly, the grapes that didn't grow well uh, in Virginia, and focusing on those ones that grow well. And with that, our quality has you know grown leaps and bounds over what it was in the 80s. When my wife and I first started going around the wineries, trying back in the 80s, mm-hmm. Virginia wines were not good. Yeah, uh, they have come a long way, and you know finding the one Merlot that I found up in a winery called Terrara when my father-in-law and I were doing a class on how to prune and grow vines because he failed miserably. Their Merlot just knocked me away. And that's one of the things that got me in the bug. And my wife ended up getting me a wine kit for my uh, birthday. And we kind of, that's where it all started. So I blame her for getting us into this. Interesting. I want to have you finish that story in just a second because we're going to say we, we, we talk about the awards and we talk about the great wine at, at Potomac Point. You know a little bit about that as being the as being the winemaker, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that when we wrap this up this morning when we come back. Town Talk, powered by Stafford Tourism. For information on events and activities, tourstaffordva.com. PotomacPointWinery.com for information on all the good stuff going on there. Skip Causey here. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Skip Causey in this morning. Potomac Point Winery has uh, has, has been our focus. Good stuff with with Skip Causey. You, you mentioned your wife getting you a wine kit. You're now the you you're you're the one making the wines. How how fun is that for you? You obviously have have embraced it and are really good at it. It's been exciting. Uh, we started out with uh, our first year uh, working with a consulting French winemaker, who we moved right into an Italian winemaker for eight years, uh, Simone Bergesi. And then we had a Spanish winemaker for another eight years, uh, David Pagan Castaño. And you, 
the European style is very, very close to the Virginia style. Mm -hmm. So that's what we wanted to focus on. That's why we, for the first 16 years, we focused on that, finding a European trained winemaker. Um, when David and his family decided to go back to Spain during COVID, um, we were in this process. I had just retired from home building to be there full time. So I met with Jordan Cleary and Aaron and my winemaking team. And we decided for the last two years that we took it upon ourselves. Uh, we've had a lot of fun and yes, a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, congratulations because that, the, 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 these awards speak so well of, of Potomac Point. And uh, again, it's just, it's something, it's something local and uh, it's, 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 it is, it is great to see new vintages. Yeah. You, you have anything new coming up? We have some really fun things coming up. We're, we're excited about uh, a a trial that we did several years ago, about probably five years ago, was a Norton Port, Norton, a native Virginia grape. Mm -hmm. We actually brought it in very, very ripe, and we're actually making a port wine. So we just fortified the other day, and how jammy and wonderful that is. So we're excited about that. That's coming up. Some other red that we have never done. We've always brought Tanat in, and we now have a Tanat wine that we're going to bring back as a single varietal vintage. So that'll be coming out this next spring. Uh, along with our new Sauvignon Blanc, our Albarino that we're making, um, and we are also our club wine called Dionysus. We bring our club members in and we teach them how to blend wine. We put 10 teams, the best blend of all 10 is what we bottled. Hmm. So we're bringing that out for the club members, uh, and we're doing a late harvest petite men's saying. So if you like that dessert, sweeter dessert wine that has a higher alcohol but a sweetness to it, That'll be coming out probably next summer. Sounds like you're always looking for for new angles or new or, or, or new things or just or, or, or seeing what the industry is what's what's being out, going on in the industry. Watching the industry, watching sales. What are listening to our customers? Hmm. You know, what are they looking for? And and unique, different style wines. Um, that Tanat was listening to our customers, saying that they've tried Tanat in other places, and it is growing so well in Virginia. It has power, acidity, fruit color it's a great blending wine but we're, what we're finding is that also it's a great single varietal well it sounds like skip you're having a ball doing this and you just you're having fun you're good at it and you you've really created a, a, a great atmosphere and spot in stafford county for for people in this region and in out outside of the region you talk about tourism and money and things like that coming into the area you're you're you're, you're one of the drivers of it the dream of what we wanted to be that mediterranean Hmm. Uh, adventure uh, in in the northern Stafford, um, but just to have great wine, great food, the experience, and and the help of uh, Chelsea, our sales and marketing, getting that word out there, and she does a phenomenal job on the social media. So if you see us on Facebook, it is. you look at our pictures, they're just really great. I was just going to say, you know, you you talked about just some, kind of the background and, and you know the working with Virginia Tech and the the, the farming aspect of this, but. That, that part of social media is just terrific. The, 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 the pictures will draw you in. PotomacPointWinery.com is uh, the website. PotomacPointWinery.com. Skip Causey. Skip, we've got to do this again sometime. I'd like to come out there and even do a video with you showing stuff. Thank sure you thing. for what, you've, uh, what you're doing. Thank you, Ted. Pop Town Talk, powered by Stafford Tourism. For information on events and activities, TourStaffordVA.com. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning. 
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.